Yeah! Alright, Lead Heads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. It's episode 285. I'm your host, Lefty. Appreciate you guys tuning in and joining us. Hope you caught our last episode, which was our part eight of the Talking Lead AK Corner presented by Pioneer Arms Corps. We had Schwinn from Manicor Arms, and also joining Schwell and I was our good buddy Brian Keeney with Occam Defense, and we talked all things AK-47 accessories. So make sure you guys go back, check that episode out, and we gave away another AK-47, so make sure you guys are tuning in to that. We've got four more AKs that we're going to be giving away, so you don't want to miss that. Our episode prior to that, we had Commander Tom Coulter, former Navy SEAL, talking about the SEAL teams, kind of explaining all the different numbers. I was always curious about what SEAL team two, four, six, you know, and all the different numbers and the West Coast versus the East Coast. Uh, did a great job explaining that and a lot more. Very good interview with uh, Commander Tom Coulter. And then the episode prior to that is when we kicked off our 2019 SHOT Show interviews from the Buck Knives booth, the official lead quarters of Talking Lead for SHOT Show. And we had C.J. Buck on that episode, and then we also did our interview with World War II veteran Al Mamprey. He was the last surviving member of Easy Company. That was an awesome interview. It was honored to, to have Al on and look forward to getting him on again. So we are going to continue our 2019 SHOT Show interviews in this episode, and we're going to have a first-timer on the show. We're going to have Butch Whiting, and Butch Whiting is one of the founders, creators of Cryptech Camo. So that is a very good interview with Butch. He's a great guy, has some awesome stories for us, and he gets in to tell us a little bit about how Cryptech got started with he and a buddy of his. That's coming up. But before we do that, as always, we want to show some love to all our sponsors, Ride On Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead. Make sure you guys go check them out, riton.com. Right on Optics for all your scopes, red dots, binoculars, and they're coming out with some range finders too. Hopefully that's uh, sooner than later, but they just came out with uh, some new Mod 7s. They've got their 1 to 8 hunting and tactical versions of that, and they've got their 4 to 32 by 56 long range precision scope, which I am trying that out now and I'm loving it. Uh, you guys heard me talk about the one to eight. You know I'm sold on it. Love the one to eight tactical version. Haven't tried that hunting one yet, uh, but I know that they've got some more in the works, and they're working with our good buddy Charlie Melton on some things on a future scope. So rightonoptics.com. Check them out. Caltech Weapons. I've said it before. They are probably one of the most innovative firearms companies in the industry. Caltech Weapons. George Kelgren. We had him on. Last year at SHOT Show, it was a great interview with George. You guys make sure you go back and, and listen to that interview. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get him on in the near future on an episode and talk about some of the latest and greatest things that Caltech has coming out. You heard us talk about their new 22 long pistol that they've got and the KS7, which is the single tube version of their KSG shotgun. Uh, it's very lightweight. It's got a few different aesthetic things to it, um, but really cool. So make sure you go check out KeltechWeapons.com as well. So some things we've got coming up, looking forward to. We've got the Big 3 East coming up in the end, at the end of March. Like two days prior, I think they're having some sort of a, an armors course with Mark Krebs. 
I'm going to be going to that. So very interested in seeing what that's all about and taking part in that. And then, of course, during the event itself, getting our interviews, hopefully the signal's good enough where we can do some live Instagram, Facebook Live interviews as well. And then coming up in April, of course, we got the NRA annual meeting that's going to be happening. And, of course, we're going to be there bringing you all the latest and greatest from uh, NRA. Still working on where the official lead quarters will be, but I think we've pretty much got it buttoned up. We just got to make it official, and then I'll let you guys know where we're going to be at. Um, unfortunately, though, during the NRA, that is when the Sheepdog Impact Assistance annual fundraiser is going to be, the the big gala that we go to every year. Uh, we're going to miss that, unfortunately. But we are still going to be getting with our sponsors and friends of the show and getting all kinds of awesome auction items uh, for that big gala event, auction fundraising event. So if any of you leadheads are listening and you've got items that you want to, to put up to donate uh, for the Sheepdog Impact Assistance annual gala and auction, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com, and we'll see if we can't make that happen. So you guys and gals are going to want to stay tuned until the very end of the show because we're going to be awarding one of you lucky leadheads with another package from the Talking Lead Buck Knife Streamlight Fleoa EDC Pocket Dump Rewards Program. This will be the last civilian package that we're going to be awarding. And then we've got three more LE packages to give out. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into our interview with Butch from Cryptech, we've got to take care of some jack wagons. Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, simplified, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. Okay, so the train has stationed, and we've got several jack wagons that we're going to take care of this week, submitted by you leadheads. And the first one comes to us from Jason Farmer. And Jason's real good about sending us jack wagons. Hey, Lefty, got another jack wagon for you to consider. This time, it's the big box store Best Buy. In particular, one in Rosville, California, or Roseville, California, outside Sacramento. The store manager fired one of its security guards for breaking the rules by assisting a police officer that was punched by a shoplifter and almost got away. Security guard Tyler who was also an Army veteran, assisted the deputy by tackling the fleeing suspect after he had assaulted the deputy. A manager cited the policy. A manager cited that the store's policy does not allow for security to pursue or lay hands on a shoplifter outside of the store. He goes on to say, I enjoy shopping at Best Buy, but this is pretty ridiculous that they couldn't make an exception for a veteran that was assisting the deputy that had just been assaulted. I would like to give a shout-out to Tyler for supporting our men and women in blue by assisting them when they needed help, despite Best Buy's policy. I hope someone reaches out to him and gives him an even better job. So I'm sure most of you have heard this story, um, but The Blaze has an update on it. And uh, this is in February 13, 2019, over on The Blaze. You guys can go and, and look this up. So as you may recall a story about a Best Buy security guard who got fired last month for tackling a wanted man who punched and ran from sheriff's deputies in the store's parking lot. First off, after word spread about the actions of the heroic security guard and Best Buy's rather unpopular response, the company curiously walked back its termination decision saying it had reason to take another look at what happened. 
Um, well, of course. I mean, now they do this. He goes on to say, well, you're apparently too late, Best Buy, because your former security guard, Tyler Met, looks like his last name's Matilde, is now testing to become a deputy trainee for the very sheriff's department he helped out that day. The Placer County, California Deputy Sheriff's Association posted the news on its Facebook page, noting that Matilde's quick thinking and courage aided in the apprehension of a felony suspect. And this guy was a big douchebag, too, who he helped take down. Says Tyler is a U.S. Army veteran that served with the 10th Mountain Division in Afghanistan in 2014. Tyler was also an 11th Bravo infantryman and still lives his military virtues as we see here. The Sheriff's Office also honored Tyler for his actions with a Citizen's Medal of Merit for choosing to act instead of remaining a bystander during the incident. So kudos to Tyler. Way to go. Uh, Looks like in the end he's going to come out on top and Best Buy. I mean, poor decision in the beginning. Hopefully you'll change some of these policies. I mean, these big corporate stores, you can kind of understand why they they have the policy, but at the same time, they should have before making a a statement and terminating him, they should have reviewed the case in full before firing the guy. So Best Buy, welcome to the jack wagon train. And uh, Tyler... If anybody knows how to get in touch with Tyler, um, maybe we could award him with one of our Pocket Dump EDC rewards program packages. Uh, so if anybody knows how to get in touch with Tyler, shoot me an email, talking about it at gmail.com, and uh, we'd be happy to give that young man one of those packages. All right, our next Jack Wagon nominee comes from Leadhead Jason Edgar, and uh, Jason says, this nomination is for the inventor of this device. It is advertised that you can now lick your cat. <laughs> he says, I bet flaming liberals love this product, sitting around solving everyone's problems and licking their cats. I'm sorry, but someone needs beat up over this. So he's got a link here, and this is pretty pretty ridiculous, uh, but it's basically a thing you put in your mouth, and it's in the shape of like a giant tongue, and you hold it in your mouth, and you... You basically lick your cat with it. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I don't see a name for it. It just says, this device allows you to lick your cat. This weird gadget lets you lick your cat. Um, And there's a YouTube thing on it. PDX Pet Design. Uh, But yeah, I can see all kinds of other uses for that as well. So you guys can go check that out if you want to. Uh, That's all I'm going to say about that. And then we get another one from Jason Farmer here. It's uh, SHOT Show nominees. So apparently there was uh, some guns stolen from SHOT Show. I didn't know about this. What? And he sent us a link here to the story. So this is another one from Jason Farmer. It's two Las Vegas men charged with stealing guns from SHOT Show. This probably happens more often than we than we know. Uh, it says a pair of Las Vegas men were charged was stealing dozens of firearms from the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show in January. Jamico Foster and Eduardo Lemon, <laughs> L-I-M-O-N, probably Lemon, worked as forklift operators during the trade show at the Sands Expo and Convention Center. Uh, the two appeared in court to face federal charges of possession of a stolen firearm, possession of an unregistered firearm, after authorities said they had stolen at least 65 firearms, including machine guns, and rifles from four companies. Let's see who got hit here. Uh, Remington got hit. LKCI, 
Blazer USA and Legacy Sports International uh, were the ones that got hit. Both men were released on their own reconnaissance, though U.S. Magistrate Judge Nancy Cope restricted them from possessing weapons while out of custody. Uh, Let's see. Uh, This attorney general told the judge that their jobs helped facilitate the thefts, though ATF agents solved the crime in a near-record-breaking period of time. He added that the two men who were part of Teamsters Local 631 apparently had plans to steal the weapons. Prosecutor said Foster had a criminal history during uh, uh, dating to 2010. Lemon's attorney said, my client looks forward to resolving this matter <laughs> expeditiously. Uh, I'm sure he does. But yeah, two, two jack wagons. So they, they know that these firearms that they steal... They make them inoperable for this for the show. These aren't operable firearms. I mean, yeah, if you know what you're doing and you got the the parts and the tools to do it, you can you can fix them. But still, <laughs> idiots. Uh, let's see. The list of weapons and accessories takes up two pages of spreadsheets in a criminal complaint. Uh, Remington machine guns, rifles, and pistols. Denell Land Systems machine guns, Mauser rifles, Glock pistols. Uh, there's some rifles, advanced armament, silencers. Uh, so they've they stole a whole slew of stuff. And I know people were complaining too when they were uh, when Shot Show was shutting down because we had plans with a couple of the guys, and it took like forever for them to get uh, the union people over there to start tearing down their booths. So that's probably what was going on was uh, these two boneheads were uh, busy wiping everybody out. So uh, a little bit more to the story says the ATF issued an alert on Friday asking gun store owners to be attentive for any individual seeking gunsmithing services uh, or more specifically firing pins. So there you go. Uh, The ATF knew what to look for. The next day, the owner of Gun Shop Las Vegas on St. Rose Parkway in Henderson reached out to the ATF saying that the lemon guy saying that Lemon Foster and a woman had purchased a 12-gauge shotgun in magazines and asked about a firing pin for an AR-style firearm. The man said they were told by an associate that the firing pin needed to be replaced when it was cleaned, according to the complaint. The owner concluded the individuals were unfamiliar and or new to firearms. Lemon told the owner that he worked at SHOT Show. There you go, two, two boneheads, actually three. Uh, they'll probably find out there's probably more people involved with that as they, the investigation goes on. But anyway, so thank you, Jason, for those two for those two jack wagons. We appreciate it. My two Jasons, Jason Farmer and Jason Edgar, they both are really good about sending us jack wagons. So this last one, Matt, and uh, Matt sent us one in a few episodes back, and apparently I butchered his last name. Uh, and it's E-I-C-H-W-E-D-E-L, and he says it's pronounced Iquadel. So, Matt Iquadel. <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. Iquadel, Iquadel, Aquadel, Aquaman, Matt Aquaman. Um, so, I hope I got your name pronounced right. But Matt wants to throw the Connecticut Democrats who introduced a 50% tax on ammunition, calling it public health measure. Uh, and there's some kind of bonehead representative they got up there. Jillian Gil- Gilchrist. Gilchrist says, I've introduced HB 5700, a 50% tax increase on ammunition. It doesn't apply to military or law enforcement. 
I'm hearing pushback about the need to protect one's home. But how much ammunition does someone really need to do that? <laughs> oh my gosh. And then she goes, hashtag gun sense, hashtag enough. Well, obviously, Jill, you don't have enough gun sense to realize that there's no such thing as having too much ammunition. Oh my gosh. It says, we see this as a public health measure similar to what we've done in the state of Connecticut with increasing tax on cigarettes. When we increase that tax, we've seen a reduction in use. So you want people to reduce their ability to protect themselves, their family, and their loved ones is basically what you're saying there, Jillian. I mean, they just don't get it, and they're never going to get it. I mean, they don't see the big picture here. They don't see the tyrannical government part of the Second Amendment. You can, you can never have enough ammunition for that. So, I mean, these people are so blinded and narrow-minded, it just it prevents them from seeing the big picture. I mean, what, what do we do? What do we do as Second Amendment proponents, as, as gun owners, as Americans, to help these people through their ignorance? I just, it's, it's just mind-boggling, the logic that they use. That just ties in perfectly with the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Thursday theorized that if President Trump can declare a national emergency in order to bypass Congress to fund a border wall, there's no reason that a Democratic president in the future can't employ the same measure to deal with gun violence in the country. So, uh, I mean, they're not pulling, you know, they're trying, they're not trying to disguise it anymore. I mean, they're just coming out and blatantly, you know, saying what they want. You know, they want to take away our gun rights. They want to take away our firearms, our ability to defend ourselves. And she made it perfectly clear in that statement right there what the Democrats are, are up to and what they want to do. And with this jack wagon here in uh, Connecticut wanted to, to boost the, the ammunition tax uh, because she wants to uh, reduce the sale of ammunition. I mean, she came out and said it plain as day. So you, you Second Amendment lovers, you American lovers, you firearm lovers, um, we can't let the Democrats get control. You know, so you got to go out, you got to vote, you got to support the individuals that support what we believe in and our Second Amendment rights and not reducing those, not giving them up in any shape, form or fashion. So get out there and vote and speak your mind. Be the squeaky wheel. All right. So those are some good jack wagons. Appreciate you guys for sending those in. If you've if you're sitting there saying, hey, I got some people I'd like to nominate. Then do that. Shoot me an email, talkingled at gmail.com, and put Jack Wagon in the in the subject so I'll know what uh, what your email's about. Helps me quickly sort through those and, and pick them out. So Matt, Jason, and Jason, appreciate you guys sending those in. So now let's get into our interview with Butch Whiting with Cryptech from the 2019 SHOT Show at the official headquarters of Buck Knives. All right, guys, you ready? Ready. Ready to do this thing? Absolutely. All right. Leadheads, we are back at the 2019 SHOT Show at the official headquarters, Buck Knives. And joining me, once again, we have our good buddy, Brooksy. How's it going, Leadheads? Yeah, man. So, day two, we're knee-deep in day two of SHOT Show. Right. How's it been going for Buck Knives so far? It's been insane been insane all the new product has been very well received we've had a lot of good people come through here what's the what's the one thing everybody's just buzzing over i'd say the slims have been the what's slims? getting the most attention yeah yeah those are nice definitely 
So uh, you have brought a friend by That's to right. talk with the Leadhead Brigade. That's right. You want to introduce our new guest? Yeah, this is Butch Whiting from Cryptech. Butch, welcome in, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. So this is uh, the first time we've had Butch or Cryptech on the show. So we're very honored to have you on. I'm glad to be here. Should be fun. Uh, all our listeners are very well familiar with Cryptech, the uh, the camo lifestyle. And it's, you guys are more of a lifestyle brand now than, than a camo brand, you know? That's all by accident. Is that happened by accident? <laughs> yeah, when we, uh, we developed the camo for the U.S. military, we intended that we'd bring it into the hunting market, but we never once thought that it would have the surge that it's had becoming lifestyle camouflage as well. And now we find our stuff on Ferraris and Lamborghinis and... I think the most expensive vehicle that I've seen it on is a Earth Roamer out of Colorado, an expeditionary vehicle, about oh, $750,000. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And then so, you know, How cool is that? You, you run up against the legacy camo patterns uh, that are in the hunting market that have been around forever. And they know there's different terms for them, like grandpa's camo and stuff like that. But right. I can never imagine seeing some of those camo patterns on a $750,000 you know, vehicle or a $350,000 Lamborghini or right. Ferrari. So that was all by accident. We're still trying to get our head wrapped around it. You know, we're a tactically focused company. Right. And chasing our passion of hunting. Those are our two primary focus areas. And we've got this major groundswell in the middle called lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. it's... I'm sure you're welcoming it. You're not. Uh, it's been. It's you ain't hating on it, right? Not not hating on <laughs> not it. I think we got super lucky, and you know we developed the camera to be extremely functional and effective. And then uh, I think after a bottle of uh, of uh, gin or, or or something one night, one of the other founder Claycorn decided to plug in some different colorways and and see how it would look in grayscale. Or yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, how did you guys? You're one of the one of the inventors of this, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Co-founder, co co co-inventor. Yeah. Myself and the other founder, Josh Claycorn, served in the military together. And um, we actually flew uh, Apache attack helicopters. I was his commander. He's one of my junior warrant officers. Okay, cool. And uh, that's where the friendship started. And the ultimate cryptic um, idea was, you know, to generate a lifestyle by design. That was our goal. And we thought when I was actually in northern uh, Iraq at the time, how cool would it be to be in the outdoor industry? Right. And it was a concept. And then like, how can I get into this industry? Yeah. It went from an idea of how cool would it be to be hanging out with brands and guys like Chris and Buck Knives and Leupold and Nosler and Hornaday. And, right. And, uh, and sometimes I have to slow down and go, wow, you know, this is all went from an idea that when we weren't fighting and winning our nation's battles it now it's uh it's come to fruition so very nice yeah so over a bottle you know the best ideas happen over a bottle of something scotch you know? scotch. <laughs> scotch scotchy scotch so yeah how long ago was this uh this idea formed well it started in northern iraq and it was uh, i think 2000 2006 mm-hmm and then we um, came home and wrote a big business model. I did 25-page business model, and um, Cabela's got a hold of that business model in 2009. And uh, we got our first 
our first deal with Cabela's, there was an exclusive with them, and the only place you could buy Cryptic was at uh, Cabela's in 2010, 11, and 12. Okay. So that's when we move into what I call the hobby phase, and we were in the hobby phase for a long time. Trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. Backpacking, shot keeping show. Your, keeping your full-time jobs. Yeah, figuring out. I mean, the very first shot show we did, I stood next to a mannequin that had our stuff on it in the Source One distributor's booth <laughs> and wondered how you ever had could right. do whatever. So people ask me how old it is, but really in 2014 is when we decided we were going to do this for real, full-time, and fully focused. So, I mean, still relatively new as far as companies go, you know? I think so. Five, five years or so. Yeah, initial growth, um, but with an extremely amount of mo- momentum and also a global fr- footprint as well. Right, because you guys are worldwide. We are. Yeah, we, we have Cryptic uh, Russia now, Cryptic Africa, uh, Cryptic Spain, Cryptic France and Belgium, and Cryptic Scandinavia, and also Cryptic Asia. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Now, being in all these different countries, uh, has that come up with some different color variations for you, requests? Well, or are you just set on a certain, this is our colors? We've got our, what we call our 1.0 patterns, which are the macro and the micro pattern remains the same. We just changed the colorways, and that, those, that was all inspired by camouflage netting and specifically done for the U.S. military. We're now starting to release 2.0 patterns, um, and we'll actually come on real strong here this year with uh, a couple of those licensing those out, and then also okay. uh, next year we'll have a new 2.0 pattern. But to answer your question, we do do programs with foreign militaries, foreign special operations, their specs. and there could be environments that we would generate specifically for that gotcha. region or their area of concern. Now, when you say new pattern, you don't mean new color. I mean, there's an actual yeah, there's new a, yeah, a, design. A flavor of cryptic, but, you know, different than what everybody might now okay. recognize as, as cryptic. I'm excited about that. Yeah. If you come by the booth, we'll give you a sneak peek. Okay. A little sneak peek. Now, and I know you're not familiar with our show, uh, but we are the podcast for exclusives. So uh, <laughs> when you get ready to, to announce that, uh, the Leadheads would love to be the first to hear about it. Okay. Well, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> okay. Duly noted. I've heard that a few times. <laughs> it's funny, you know, uh, um, Butch said earlier at the, at the uh, beginning of this podcast that they got lucky, and I, I totally disagree with that because uh, when I met uh, Butch and Josh, uh, it was years ago. It was basically at the um, very beginning of their process. And uh, we just, you know, I happened to be fortunate enough to, to uh, sit down with these guys and, and look at their pattern. And it's before it went gangbusters like it is now. And, and immediately, well, once they, once they explained the science behind it and gave me, you know, some visuals of it, right. it was like, this is going to be the coolest thing to hit the market. And uh, I had no idea. I'm sure they had no idea that it was going to take off like it did. But, but uh, Look at you forecasting the future. Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll, that'll be the first time anybody ever said that. But uh, in his crystal ball. But no, yeah. I just uh, when when we sat down, it was it was like this is really going to be some cool stuff. And and uh, when I you know I started talking to them, thinking that you know this would be something that would look really good on something small like a knife. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was asking if uh, they could get this to a micro. Uh, pattern 
and uh, they said at the time that it wasn't micro, but uh, anyway, yeah. that uh, eventually it would be. Yeah. So that was uh, super cool. And, and so as Brooksy's talking, I, I completely forgot that I've got Cryptek camo over our uh, our headsets here. <laughs> he, he pulled it off to paint a visual for the listeners and is like showing me his headset as Chris is talking about right? our first meeting and. And he's pointing at it, and I'm like, yeah, that's cryptic. Yeah. That's Typhon. That micro discussion, uh, there was some encouragement uh, we received from uh, knife industry was the primary deal. Also in the archery industry, when you have a riser and you start right. to lose you know, some surface space. But when we went to our hydro dip film partner, TWN, and we said, we want to do a reduced version of film for decorating, um, TWN said, you're wasting your time. Uh, it's we've tried it in the past. It, it doesn't work. And now those micro print films, those 25% variants, are the top sellers. And it's all on the substrates where you where you you know you need more detail, like sure. a knife handle or you know a riser on the bow or a bow sight or whatever yeah. else. Um, there were some other things. We dipped some bows with Bowtech uh, initially, and it was full scale, like the fabric that's on your headset, and yeah. you just kind of got lost. You know, it looked like a couple gray lines here and sure. there. Sure, couldn't really get the effect of it. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I I say that we got lucky. It was right place, right time, and we definitely disrupted the market for sure. And you know, we got some guys that were probably complacent active again and now right. now there's there's uh, companies that are out there they've been around a long time that uh, have reacted to our you know I right. guess success. Like, what are these guys doing holy cow right. we gotta so, step it up so but the thing is though the one thing that those guys will never be able to do is to say that their camouflage has been extensively tested by the Department of Defense and selectively used by US Army Special Operations so that's huge. That's a huge deal. That was definitely a right place, right time, and for us to get be a part of that uh, tender and, and selection, and then to make the final four and to go through that whole thing. Right. That was baptism by fire. And now um, oh, you mentioned, you know, you're in all these other countries as well. Uh, I mean, is that kind of an exclusive thing for you guys too? I mean, you don't really hear about these other camel companies being in other countries like you are. I mean, the extent that you are. We're. You know, a lot of the, it's a lot of the same patterns we have that are available here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and it's not an exclusive with them. They're special programs. The, here's the difference between us and some of these my competitors. My my competitors on the hunting side probably don't even know who my competitors on the tactical side are, and the guys on the tactical side are not concerned about these guys on the hunting side. And right. here I am. You know, got my got my both. Fo- got my foot on on their throats on both sides so. but it's a big like landscape that. it's a huge landscape you know for right. us so um we're much much more than a camel company we're really a product company i mean our camouflage is call it infamous or well known uh but our product is surging growing scaling there's lots of different terms but we've got some of the best outdoor apparel and tactical apparel available in the market bar none you guys are doing your own apparel you're not licensing it to somebody else that's correct yeah Yeah, cryptic branded apparel so cryptic logo just like this vest i got on yeah we actually uh we got to go by your booth a little while ago t and i did and i was looking at you know your displays there that you have the clothes and i i was running i was running through my mind i was like did these guys have their own apparel company now it's their own line we always have the lifestyles where you see the swell right so hook came in and 
primarily in the fishing market, but it's a lifestyle play. Yeah. And with the cryptic camouflage, just absolutely took over the fishing market, right? So all the Gulf, Gulf Coast, you know, the Carolinas, the South, um, their product line was, you know, hot weather, performance-based, tailored. Right. Uh, there's a few cold weather pieces and stuff, but the way that they That's branded, what caught my eye was your... Yeah. The cold weather stuff over there. Well, what, the way that Hook branded it was cryptic whatever, cryptic whatever, in the description of the product. Yeah. And so I've been asked, hey, do you guys own Hook? Does Hook own you? I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of confusion sure. by end users and customers. And it uh, Hook is a, you know, a partner, a licensee. Um, they did a super good job in a space that... I wasn't really focused on or interested in doing. Right. Didn't have the, the resources market, to do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's where some of that comes from. Not a lot of tactical fishermen going on, right? Well, <laughs> you know, it goes back to that. Like, you're using dynamite. It goes back to that like sports car deal where uh, I'm saying that people are attracted to the camo, um, the water patterns that we brought in. We actually did a program for. Uh, a, a navy request uh, for for suits, and right. the, and Pontus and Neptune didn't make the cut; they were thrown away. And we came to Shot Show that year, and we had two big swatches of that fabric in the back of our booth, and and uh, it over was, it. and it was over. I mean, <laughs> we had people, you know, screaming for it, and you know, it was one of those things that where it was like, should we pull these out of the box and put them up, or right. no, keep them in the box? Uh, let's pull them out. We got a space over here. It looks a little dead. So best decision you ever made. Right? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, we've been very, very fortunate. And uh, you guys have come a long ways. And just like Brooksy said, you know, it's not luck. It's you know hard work, planning. So congratulations on uh, all the success, man. Oh, appreciate it. It's uh, it's pretty humbling, really, to you know take in. So yeah. what's uh, I know you got you know 2.0 coming out. Um, yeah. Any other uh, big projects you got coming up that we could maybe talk about or tease about? Well, the biggest uh, biggest uh, I guess 2020 uh, 2019 play here right now is our tactical line um, that is going to be commercially available in the civilian hunting market or civilian market in general. Sure. Um, and what makes that line and collection special is that. It was specifically designed for U.S. Army Special Operations with input from U.S. Army Special Operations, and we've brought that into the first responder LE market, oh, cool. and we've done it. The construction's exceptional. It's extremely well thought out and functional, and um, Very you know well it's going to be by the LE. Yeah, it's going to be that's going to be a big thing here. Um, I'm gonna have to go to more trade shows, which sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> dude, do you think about the trade shows, man? They're all uh, over the place. Well, man. I don't know. We so we do Dallas Safari, SCI is already done. Then we go into Shot. I got a, a mid-state trade show next weekend. Uh, then we've got uh, Wild Sheep Foundation, Western Expo, Sofic, and then Ewa in Germany. That's nine. Wow. That's the first three months of the year. <laughs> And then we've got, then we're talking about all the law enforcement shows. Yeah. And then you could actually go, we could go global and go to all the international shows, Millpool and all these others. And I mean, right. you could do nothing but go to shows all year long. That could be your life. I, I don't want that life. <laughs> it's just supposed to be lifestyle by design. And it's cool to hang out with you, but that's, that's. The, well, that's why the, you're the boss, man. You can delegate that. Yeah. yeah. We got to, we got to get some more. Uh, educate some more, and delegate. Get some more people lined out for that type of thing. But. 
we are going to make a major push. We've got some really cool programs with some SWAT teams in the U.S. right now. Um, one of them is Idaho State SWAT team, which Buck Knives and Cryptic shares that great state. So that's yep, a cool that's thing. Right. That's kind of a cool connection between Buck and Cryptic. There's a lot more yeah. to it, but uh, um, it's it's pretty cool to have uh, our entire SWAT team running our combat line in Cryptic Highlander. They're badass. I got to talk to the governor and see if I can get him permission to let us uh, release some video and that use it for cool. marketing. Yeah, that'd be sweet. We've also got a really good one of the top uh, SWAT teams in uh, in California, Fairfield County. They run Cryptic Raid, really sharp, really cool. Jeremy, the guy that introduced the watch guy. Yeah. Uh, he's former SWAT. Yeah. He's former SWAT guy. Yeah. There's, a, I mean, that's the that's the flavor of the Cryptic brand, right? Yeah. It's this shooting, tactical, hunting crossover, and you well, know. That's the great thing about it. I mean, it transcends to all the the you know outdoor shooting sports and then even beyond where you're getting into you know the automotive and you know beyond that as well so yeah we've had some uh the nra buck was a part of it uh nosler leupold um a handful of other brands boyd gun cases um we just did a deal with the nra and there was a cryptic edition dodge ram 1500 in fact you can still go enter to win it Oh, they're giving it away. Nice. They're giving it away this spring. Okay. But um, but Cryptic just looks good on vehicles, man. I mean, it looks it looks bad. I haven't seen it vehicle. look bad on anything. The first time I yeah. saw it on a rig was uh, Josh's pickup. Yeah. And I was like, so I think he should. Uh, we just pulled in for a meeting there in Meridian, and uh, you know he drove up in the pickup. I was like, you got to be kidding. I mean, I shouldn't popped. have been surprised, but it was like. Which one did you use for the truck? That's a Ford Raptor. That no, what, truck. which uh, that had a pattern. that had Typhon on it. At yeah, the the time. I love the Typhon. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And then it's all tricked out on the inside with all the tactical cryptic seat covers, which are badass. You organize all your kit on the back. You got your magazines, flashlights. And you guys make stuff. those also? Well, we've got a partner that does. Okay, Cover King, and That's uh, cool. they're quite they're quite elaborate. But that truck was actually featured like in Recoil magazine or something. You know. Well, we got uh, uh, last. I want to say it was last fall. I, w I uh, flew down, and uh, you know, uh, Butch said that uh, I could use that pickup for a promo that we were doing back <laughs> the at, NRA at truck. The, That's dangerous. <laughs> back at the uh, headquarters, and I'm like, "Is you think there's any chance that I could get that up there?" And he's like, "You want to come down and get it?" <laughs> so they, uh, it was a tight schedule because I think you were just finishing up like a bull riding or a rodeo yeah, or something was. like that that it was featured in and I'm like yeah sure I'll come down I'll get it cleaned up before we get it out there people were like raving about this thing I just parked it up on the curb right there in front yeah. of our headquarters for you know, four or five days however just long we had you, our just, promo it just makes things look better like the lead sled would look really good. I didn't even care about the promo. <laughs> what I cared about was being able to drive it there because that's a six-hour drive. I bet you got looks on the way up there too. Well, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, I'm yeah. not. I got. I have a face for radio. I, you know, you and I could probably work together. Yeah. So we, we were driving that. up the highway, and uh, or I was driving up the highway, and I had more looks and and whistles, and I'm like, it's not me. It's the pickup. I know that, but it's yeah. it's a beautiful rig. It's cool. That truck is not the truck they're giving away. That truck's got almost twenty thousand miles on it now. We've moved it uh, on a bunch of hunts and actually used it. It's actually you know we've beat it up a little bit, but the truck that the NRA is going to give away is brand new, zero brand miles. Brand spanking new. Yeah, NRA Big Truck Giveaway is the now name. Are you going to autograph it? It's got cryptic logos on the head seat and on the tailgate. I also about Butch. 
Maybe. Put Butch on there? If, if, something, if whoever wins it wants it. <laughs> You'll do it? <laughs> I'll do it. Sure. I'll, I autographed a hat yesterday for some gal. She... That was kind of fun to do in now front you, of my wife. You may already, <laughs> you may already be in this, uh, you know, this industry, but you know, lingerie, uh, Cryptek lingerie, I, man. I, it, dude, we've been asked and to do boxers. it. We've been asked to silky do it. boxers. We've Crip-tech. been asked to do it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, no. I like I like pretty girls, and I don't, and I love lingerie. It just wasn't capturing the flavor of the voice of our brand, right? Especially when you've got these what I keep saying, legacy camo companies yeah. that are out there and they're on lighters and lingerie and whatever. It's kind of hard to have programs for the units that we have and you can go buy the shit on lingerie. Right. Right. Kind of so, like, uh. Yeah. We've had some swimsuits. There was a, a gal that entered herself. I, I don't even know how the details on it, but she entered in like best babe gun award whatever there was a competition with a radio station in boise okay and i was i mean there were stunning pictures beautiful girl but i was like you know that's not the flavor of our brand even though you can get away with that in the tactical if we were just pure tactical right i mean like you know you can get away with a lot and and we run with those guys we've been deployed with those guys they're our guys right but then when you come back in onto the hunting side and you're associated with family brands like Buck Knives or Weatherby Firearms. It's a good point. You got to find the balance between yeah. the two. And I'm the guy that finds that because you should hear some of the ideas that gets brought to me by Claycorn. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep us on the straight. You're like, straight. no, oh, back over here, guys. Yeah, it's easy to get away with stuff uh, if you're just going to be purely focused in that one demographic. Like thermals and things like that. You yeah. guys are doing oh, those. Yeah, base yeah. layers. Our, if you go to our website, cryptic.com, we've got everything that you would ever imagine from base layers to insulations to rain gear to you know hot weather gear to you name it, right it's an absolute complete collection and the other thing is we've brought in some extreme talent i've got the head of research and development that i hired out of marmot for he was there with 15 years and that's a mountaineering brand right, yeah and uh, he was with the elephant thing or oh that's mammoth mammoth okay yeah mammoth no this is marmot but marmot okay but extensive amount of experience that's now brought in into our quality and you know we just it's it's kind of like if you said to me you want a red car and so uh, that you're saying the red car right Mm -hmm. and i can either get you a red pinto or I can get you a red Ferrari. Right. They're both red cars. It's a red car, yeah. Right? So they're both red. But what really matters is what's underneath the red. Yeah. So if you strip off the camo discussion, and we have solids, and you just talk about this black jacket or this black vest sure. or this tan pant, it's about the quality, the construction, the performance, and so on. And then it's the, the paint job so that the comes on The stuff you're that. putting your... Yeah. Camo on is quality, high quality. Cryptic branded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for nice. sure. Now, where are you guys? You're based out of? Eagle, Idaho. Idaho as well. Okay. And Post Falls, Idaho is, uh, I don't know, six hours, I guess, to the north, especially if you're going 85 miles an hour. That's right. Not too far <laughs> away. Yeah, we cut a little bit of time off that trip. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the website again is? www.cryptic.com. K-R-Y-P-T-E-K.com.com. And you guys can go check out everything they've got there. And then, of course, I'm sure you've got some retail stores. We are in all, all kinds of retail stores. All over yeah. the country. Um, yeah. Sportsman's Warehouse is a big one. 
Shields, Dicks, various Cabela's, um, then a lot of independents. Yeah. Now, are you guys doing shoes? There are cryptic shoes, not cryptic branded. There's right. mostly boots. Okay. Uh, probably the best, in my opinion, that I wear quite often is Las Sportivas out of Italy. Um, Those sound nice. Yeah, the, Tran <laughs> the Trango Cube GTX. Those sound really nice. Yeah, that's a crazy backstory on that one. Uh, they came in one color before it was rainbow so yellow red <laughs> and what happened was some of our uh u.s military unit was running those shoes and spray painting them and they asked serious? them they asked them if they could get them in cryptic highlander and that's why that boot's available in highlander that's uh, a cool story but yeah. reebok has done uh, a boot in typhon it's a it's a tactical law enforcement boot yeah uh, of course then hook's done some fishing type uh sneakers um, in Typhon and stuff, so we don't have cryptic branded footwear, and I don't know if we will when there's so many good. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's so many good footwear companies out there that we can partner with and right. just let them Makes do what they do, do good. That. Yeah, yeah. Discussions awesome. with some, you know, most of most of them are either tactical discussions or uh, hunting discussions. So this first time you've been on our show, talking about yeah. podcast, and. Uh, we have this line of questions that we ask our new guys. And you are a new guy, new guy, new guy. Okay, where's the, did I not get a read ahead for this? No, it's, it's fly by the seat of your pants. It's all, all reflex answers. Okay. So they're fun, so don't worry. Good luck, okay. Butch. <laughs> Thanks, man. What's your, what's your earliest recollection uh, being exposed or shooting a firearm? Uh, well, I got my first twenty two for Christmas when I was four years old. Four. And I still have that it. That is awesome. It's a, a, a Remington Bolt Action, I think, 580 or something. I can't remember the exact make. But, um, no, I grew up, uh, I think, with a gun in my hand. Yeah, and, four, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. And then you progressed up from that, um, I'm sure, as the yeah. years, years went yeah, on. Being in, in the area of the kids. Is that where you grew up in Idaho? Idaho? Yeah, actually. So you did a lot of hunting, I'm sure. That was it. I came from, my family owned a ranch in southern Idaho and grew up in a culture of, of hunting in the outdoors. And that's where the passion that drove me into the military and then want to get back into the outdoor industry and yeah, and very firearm shooting related. Yeah. Um, so that was the first recollection. I can still remember the box. Oh, and here's the other thing too. It was like 34, 35 miles to town. And so my grandmother would only go to town like once a week, right? And I would get rationed 22 shells. I'd get a brick every Sunday evening. And I had to make the 500 rounds make last, last? last the week. <laughs> and at the time... You were shooting that much Yeah, that well, the, it, listen, awesome. the jackrabbits back then were super thick. I mean, this was like anybody listening from Idaho will remember this, the Mud Lake. They would go out with baseball bats and kill jackrabbits. That's how many there were. Wow. So I was jackrabbit. Just I was. I killed more. Happy. I killed more. More jet. Well, I was gonna say. I, I, Go I, ahead, say it. I, I, <laughs> only thing I've killed more than Muslims is jackrabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I should quantify Al Qaeda or a terrorist. Terrorist. Say something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we get what you're saying. We understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that, that's that awesome. area down there is just. It is booming with uh, critters. They have what's called whistle pigs down there. Yeah, that's good. And uh, we go down. We make it a point. I literally book 
time to go down to their area because we don't have them up up in northern Idaho. And what are cold. they? Whistle pigs? Whistle pigs. They're what just is that? basically ground squirrels. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they make this sound. They just whistle at you, and, and that's how you spot them half the time. And they're just all over the place. They are everywhere, and we just go out and we slaughter whistle pigs. Yeah. What do you shoot them with? 22s and 17. 17. That's what I'll say that we shoot them okay. with. There are other uh, <laughs> there are other calibers that you can shoot. Sure. But sure. those are the preferred, cheaper ones. That when you were talking about rationing 22 shells, I mean, that, I, whistle pigs just comes to my mind. Right. Exactly. Now in Idaho, what's the what's the carry law in Idaho? You got to get a permit. And- uh, no, Butch Otter changed that um, a couple years ago. It used to be that you had to go through the course and get your card which, you know, it's a good idea to have. Yeah. Training's good and stuff, but they changed it to where you don't have to have a permit in Idaho. Okay, you just carry. You can, yeah, just conceal carry. Conceal carry? carry? Yep, conceal Very carry. nice. Uh, but, I mean, it's relatively, uh, I mean, a couple years is yeah. just the reason. You're looking change. for your permit? Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, that's nice. But, uh, okay. That's like a Tennessee one. Yeah, so that would probably work in Tennessee as well. Yeah. I don't have the states all Reciprocal, memorized. yeah. On, on, I'm pretty sure Tennessee's pretty... Much yeah. everybody, yeah. So, yep. Very cool. What uh, What was your first carry? My first carry? Yeah. First. A very, carry. very unsafe handgun it's called a Bearcat, a Ruger Bearcat. A Ruger Bearcat. <laughs> yeah. They recalled the pistol because the firing pin would actually rest up against the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, the whole analogy, it's a wheel gun, but small. Yeah. You ever, you're familiar with it? Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. And yeah. So I'm familiar you, with the story on them, yeah. Yeah. But tell our listeners. Yeah. I don't want to tell the story. Tell them <laughs> what the only They were very unsafe. The, the, on, the only AD I've ever had in my life has been with that pistol. Right. And I actually was an officer in the military. This is years later. Um, I came home to Idaho and we did a mountain lion hunt and I used a 357 to harvest this mountain lion but I had that bear cat as well and I set that bear cat down on uh, the seat and then I put a, a pack on top of it a small pack mm-hmm. and so anyway when we um, we stopped and we're getting out and the, the hunt's over was successful killed this mountain lion we're back home I reached in and grabbed that backpack and pulled it like this to, to take it out of the truck and right. that pistol slid underneath the backpack and then it fell and it landed on the hammer oh. on the ground and put a bullet hole in my dad's restored I think 77 uh, <laughs> oh no something, super nice vehicle yeah. and the guy I was hunting with he goes holy shit I cannot believe you're an officer in the US Army (laughs) (laughs) so it's the only the only AD I've ever had in my life but that doesn't really count as you know that's a fire that's a malfunction well afterwards that's you know I think I I ended up yeah yeah there was a recall by by so you still haven't had an AD dude so you're still you're still 100% okay in my book okay perfect good (laughs) So uh, we talked about uh, a little bit, you touched on that you do have military background. Yeah. Um, how many years? Ten years, nine months, six days. With? U.S. Army. U.S. Army. Yeah. And you fly helicopters. Yeah, I flew Apache attack helicopters. I went to Gonzaga University on an ROTC scholarship, got my degree in mechanical engineering with a minor in physics and math, and went straight into Army flight school. Um, and through Army Flight School, was selected to fly attack helicopters, and did uh, yeah, been to Iraq 
couple times, Afghanistan a couple times. And, and uh, did, did you did you always want to fly helicopters, or did you want to get into the, no, the planes? The, no, the I, I mean, ultimately, to be really honest, I wanted to be uh, a sniper, and I shot competitively in college and high school. Um, and then, you know, once I started to realize that officers are not sitting behind the scope, you know? Right. Uh, and I started to look at the other options and considerations. And uh, attack aviation was the most lethal weapons platform on the battlefield. Right. And so that's when I, st I really started to learn about that in college. Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to be an officer in the military, but, you know. Just didn't know which direction you wanted to well, go. what branch. Yeah. Yeah, to be in. But I've never had a desire to fly fixed wing. I've flown them. Um, I get asked all the time, do you, do you miss flying? And the answer is no, but I definitely miss pulling the trigger, you know? <laughs> sure. Ripping a $100,000 Hellfire off the rail. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's nothing, nothing like better it. than that. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the few percentile of people who have done that. So that's yeah, there's not a whole lot, uh, especially, you know, in actual combat. Yeah. So that's an even. How old are you? I just had this discussion with my wife last night. I'm <laughs> you look, you're younger than me. Yeah. I'm forty. I'm forty-five. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna be forty-five. You're gonna be forty-five. Okay. Yeah. 45. I'm, I'll be forty-eight, so we're close to the same age. But yeah. um, Top Gun was a big influencer on me in wanting to become a, a pilot. You know, a naval aviator. You know, because so. you get all the girls, right? Well, you know, so, that, that that's kind of what get, it was. So I went in to to enlist. You know, because I wanted to be a naval aviator, and they wouldn't take me because of my vision. Right. They could be very selective then, and they wouldn't even take you if you'd had it corrected. Right. You know, back back in back those then. days. So I was like, well, screw that. If I can't do that, then you know, I'll just go to college. And uh, went to uh, went through aerospace. Got my aerospace degree. And right on. Pro pilot. You know, started that way, and then I went admin. And yeah, helicopters would be. Odd. I would I would love to fly a helicopter. I've never flown a helicopter. Yeah, it's. A lot of, you know, flexibility with yeah. what you can do. So the other founder, Clay Corn, he actually started enlisted in the Navy, and he was in Navy Special Warfare. And then he decided he wanted to fly. And so he dropped his packet to become a war officer in the Army, got selected for age 64 Apaches. While he was at uh, school, um, the 160th, which is U.S. Army Aviation Special Operations, did a selection. So. Once he was done, uh, the last rotation I did with him, he went and flew Little Birds in the 160th. Oh, cool. And a lot of the connections that we have back into Navy Special Warfare and Army Special Warfare now come out of that time he was flying slicks and inserting these guys that were kicking in doors yeah. at the time that are now, you know, they've moved up the chain or whatever. So, sure. So that's... And did you, guys, did you guys fly together? Yeah, okay. we did. Well, we flew together uh, in terms of he was my wingman. We always flew in teams of two. Right. And I had uh, cover a 24-hour period, you know, so we had uh, the same shifts and we were partnering. I don't know what the exact number is, but like 95% of the missions that we flew, we yeah. flew together. Have you got a, a, an oh shit moment that you can tell us about? <laughs> From flying? Yeah. I'm sure you got several, but uh, There's a good one. funny one. It's not funny. I don't have any funny ones. You don't have any, okay. <laughs> they're all they're all oh shit moments. They're I mean, like they're real, like real oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had some hairy stuff. Oh shit. Uh, I went down in what's called the Yusufia, uh, the Triangle of Death, uh, south of Baghdad in the middle of a gunfight. Um, 
that was an oh shit moment. That was on April 5th, 2005. Um, we got, uh, and it was also 300 yards away from the Euphrates River, so there was this whole bi- biblical connection. Right. And, yeah. But uh, that was definitely an oh shit day. What happened? Day. What did you get? Yeah, it's a long, long RPG or combination of a bunch of stuff. All kinds of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah combination okay. of all kinds of stuff. But okay. brand new Lot Eight Longbow. I think they're thirty-two million dollars stuck in a what you'd call best describe in Iraq. It doesn't make sense, but a rice paddy because it was so heavily <laughs> irrigated. And when I got uh, M1 Bradley fighting vehicle came out and was just ripping with the twenty millimeter on top and. At the, at the compound where these guys, these Al-Qaeda, had uh, just popped this IED from. And when I opened the door, a medic came out of the back of that vehicle, and his feet were level with the top of my head. That's how the how aircraft how the aircraft went into the Holy cow. Into that uh, heavily irrigated uh, field. Yeah. So, so you're just that but, deep in mud. Yeah. That's probably the, the most significant oh shit. There's lots of others, you know, sure. but that was a significant one. That's cool. That's a good story. I like that. So when it comes to uh, pop culture, uh, movies, TV shows, yeah. magazines, music, whatever it may be, right? Video games. I mean, I did video games or stuff. What's your go-to that's firearms related? Firearms related? Yeah, they have, you know, guns like shoot them up, or maybe get you just well, jazz with music or uh, video game you like, you know. Playing. So cryptics and Call of Duty Black Ops. Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare, Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon. We're in all those games. Sweet. We're also in a bunch of movies. Fast yeah. and Furious 7, uh, Jura- Jurassic World. You're in Jurassic World? Yeah, all the security guards that get eaten by the dinosaurs. Are wearing We're wearing crypt- crypt- <laughs> Yeah. Um, Not only is crypt- it fashionable, tastes good too, but it's tasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tasty Ex- Expendables 3, uh, Lots of cryptic in that. that. Yeah. Lots of cryptic in that. Um, so I'm familiar with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I don't play them, and I don't. You I don't, don't watch them. No. Nope. The the first time Activision contacted us, uh, they wanted to put our camo in the video game. It's an interesting story. One of the head decision makers was at a shooting school leadership course it, yeah. that was on the East Coast, and the guys that were instructing it were wearing our gear. And uh, he asked him about it. He flew back to L.A. after they told him the whole story. And then his VP of licensing contacted us the next day and wanted to license That's the cool. camo to put into Call of Duty Black Ops. And my initial response was, I, I don't care about video games. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then I got educated on it and realized right. what, how popular it was and stuff. So to answer your question on this pop culture thing is very familiar involved with a lot of it but I don't really participate too much in it even when you were younger do you watch TV do you watch TV do you watch like Magnum P.I. growing up or uh, I think the most the Lone Ranger the the most influential movie for me would be Red Dawn Red Dawn okay the first Red Dawn yes the the original right Patrick Swayze that that should be required viewing for all American Young males, right? Should be in our elementary school systems. Fifth right? grade, fifth grade education. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Very good. Very good. Yep. Um, what is your next bucket list item? I mean, it doesn't have to be a firearm, but it could be like a vehicle. You know, next gotta have, wanna have. You know, next opportunity again, I'm gonna get this. What? What's that? 
next opportunity, I really want to get this. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I've been been thinking about getting one of these. And, you know, I think I'll pick it up next opportunity. Well, the new Barrett 50 cal, I think, is uh, it's that's actually a good one. Yeah, that's a uh, underway, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, Are they here this year? I, yeah, yeah, they're here. Okay, yeah. haven't so, seen them. They're in uh, my hometown, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's where. Yeah, that's where Barrett. But you is. should be really tight with them. So um, we've done some stuff with those guys in the past, but, you know, I'm really super fortunate. I got a lot of guns, and a lot of them I get, um, you know, good deals on and sure. are gifted from. I understand. Uh, I'm right here with the, you. <laughs> um, I ran a 33 Nosler all year last year, uh, which was one of John Nosler's new caliber. It's got better ballistics than a 338 Lapua. Nice. And uh, crushed a lot of really nice trophies big, big game hunting yeah giant coastal brown bear up in alaska what's your what's your favorite type of hunting so i i that's an easy question my favorite is no no shit mule deer hunting mule deer yeah Dig i that. love i love hunting mule deer and i think it's because of how what i was telling you earlier about tying back into growing up that's what my family did that was our family right. activity was so mule kind of brings back some big, good fond yeah. memories yeah it's just a, now, do you have children did we talk about that no Okay. I got two children. We haven't talked about it. But okay. Yeah. Uh, have you acclimated them to the hunting? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Outdoors? And oh, yeah. extremely accomplished shooters. Very nice. Long range. They've what both, age did you start them educating their Well, I think that uh, they got their, you know, you start. I started them off with, uh, you know, their uh, daisy single pump. Sure. You know, and we went through that. That didn't last long. And they got their first 22s probably when they were six. Um, and then... They are huge 6.5 Creedmoor fans. Really? Uh, and first shot, cold barrel, no problem, dialing their own dope, 500-yard nice. type and How old are they now? Now they are 18 and 15. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, and they're sweet. very accomplished. My oldest daughter uh, has hunted and done a safari with my wife in Africa and harvested a bunch very of game nice. over there, New Zealand, um, of course, North America. Alaska. My youngest daughter killed her first bear when she was eight years old. There's no hunting age in Alaska. Okay. So as long as you're with a licensed uh, adult. I did not know that. Yeah, That's you cool. could take a, you could be, if you can shoot, you could hand them the rifle and they shoot it and you tag it. Harvest a bear. Nice. Or whatever. How big was it? It wasn't huge. I mean, yeah. it was a black bear. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the first bear though. Do you remember her? I'm sure you do. Oh. Her reaction? Yeah, I, my, my best my best hunting memories and experiences all have been with my families, my yeah. my kids, and my wife. Thus the mule deer. Yeah, yeah mule deer, red stag, you know, uh, just anything. I get more excited with them, and than I do with myself. Yeah. yeah, when I pull the trigger. But yeah, they've been completely immersed in the outdoor culture and lifestyle, and they can talk like a subject matter expert when it comes to defending that lifestyle and why we do it from harvesting the animal being the only person that touches that animal the organic aspect of the of the animal right. through processing it through packaging it all the way to now it's in the freezer and it's time to get it out and doing a recipe and cooking it with you know mom or or me whatever sure. so um my that's through education that yeah that you instilled in them yeah and i and i'm they are going to be uh advocates for the the lifestyle uh and the culture of hunting and shooting 
Very good. You're, you're raising them right, man. Yeah, absolutely. Kudos to you. Yep. Thank you very much. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward to our last question. Okay. I'm gonna kind of modify it a little bit. No, I'll ask it the way it is. So, if you could spend the day at the range with anyone or any group of people, uh, whether they're uh, alive, dead, fictional, who would it be? <laughs> John Wayne's got to be there. John right? Wayne going to be on the range with us. Hell right? yeah! And then uh, the Duke, baby. Um, no. I've got a lot of really, really talented shooters that do instruction for a living. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, one of those super good friends, we just haven't made it happen. I mean, uh, but Kyle Lamb from Viking Tactics is, you know, he's John Wayne, Kyle Lamb. Kyle Lamb. Uh, Chief Sitting Bull would be cool. Chief (laughs) Sitting Bull? (laughs) That's a first. Nobody has ever said Chief Sitting Bull. Well, dude, you said anybody in time. No, I mean, this is if you're cool. gonna pull, if you're gonna do the pullback in time, you gotta this. make it work. See, you're actually you're answering this question the way it's supposed to be answered. I love this. <laughs> Am I? Yes. I didn't know. No, you're. This is it, man. I love this because that's why we. I don't prepare you up front because I want to get you know. Yeah, instantaneous. And then we'd have to. We'd probably we'd probably need to pull you know a famous General Patton would be there. General Patton would be great. And I think that probably rounded out. It'd be a pretty good day at the range. I think that would be an awesome day. <laughs> that would be one that I would attend. Yeah, that's cool. We get that's some T-shirts cool. out of that. Butch, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. Greatly appreciate. It. I know you're slam jammed here at uh, at Shot Show. Well, uh, I appreciate you having me. We're humbled that you uh, you took the time to be on. So, so thank you so much. Uh, once again, Cryptech guys, go to their website, check out uh, their social media, Instagram, Facebook. Let them know you're leadhead. Uh, let them know that you appreciate everything that they're doing uh, for our 2A community as well. Any last words you want to say to the leadheads? God bless America. America. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, guys, we got more coming from 2019 SHOT Show coming up at the Buck Knives booth. What a great interview there with Butch Whiting at Cryptek. Really enjoyed that interview. Looking forward to having Butch back on again in the near future. Just a super nice guy. And Butch, if you're listening, really appreciate the invitation to the after party. It was balling, man. Really loved that. So many, 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 many more interviews from the 2019 SHOT Show from the official lead quarters of Buck Knives. We've got Fioki, Geisley. Uh, VK Systems, Hero Hunt, Inland Manufacturing. We've got our uh, interviews from our men on the street. Uh, we had um, had a new Target company called Hat Point. They've actually sent me some things that I'll be talking about uh, in some upcoming episodes. Real Avid, they had that awesome Armors Toolkit. You guys saw me post some pictures of that. We've got Kenny from Dasan, also Alpha Foxtrot. Uh, they're building those aluminum... Glock lowers for the Gen 3s. They'll be coming out with a lot more new stuff. Uh, Filson Outfitters, Zenith Firearms. We even got Brad Little, the governor of Idaho, coming up. Christy Titus. Got a huge interview that we did with Bob Taylor of Taylor Guitars. That's going to be dropping soon. Uh, And many, many, many more interviews. So you guys keep up to date on your downloads. Make sure you're... Make sure you've got those set up on auto notice so when we drop these you'll get a you'll get a notification on your phone there, your smartphone, so you'll be able to to stay on point with us, keep up with the giveaways that we're doing, all the events that we're gonna be attending coming up. 
and of course training courses that we're setting up for you leadheads. Uh, we've got our first series of those coming up April the 6th with ICE training, Rob Pincus here in Nashville, April the 6th at Royal Range USA. And then we've got uh, out in California in July, we've got one in Pala, California. We've got one in Exeter, California. The one in Pala is July the 17th, and the one in Exeter is July the 20th. Uh, and then, of course, like I've told you in other episodes, we've got other trainers that we're working with uh, to get you guys some really good deals and encourage you to get out there and train with your firearms. Train, 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 train. Can't say it enough. So we're trying to, to help make that financially easier for you leadheads. So now I think it's time that we go ahead and give away our last civilian EDC pocket dump rewards package presented by Streamlight. Buck Knives, Fleoa, and of course Talking Lead, where we're giving away a Streamlight ProTac flashlight, giving away one of the Buck Knives Blue Line knives, and a Defy Battlefield watch provided by our good buddy Bill over at the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. So you make sure you guys go show them some love. We want to continue to do programs like this uh, for you leadheads, for our law enforcement, military, Fire Department, EMS, you know, our sheepdog. And, um, and we're lucky enough to do this because you leadheads go and show our sponsors, uh, supporters of the show, friends of the show, you know, that are providing all this awesome swag and gear for you guys, showing them the love on Instagram, on Facebook, buying their products. That's the most awesome thing that you guys can do to show your appreciation is when you go to their websites and you're buying their products. Let them know that you're leadheads. And, you know, that's how we're able to get you guys these awesome discounts as well. So let them know you're leadheads as you're going and buying, and we'll continue to, to get you guys some awesome discounts from as many of these companies as possible. So without further ado, let's go ahead and announce our final civilian EDC Pocket Up Rewards package recipient. And the winner is, drumroll please, Patrick Lynch 70281 on Instagram. And uh, Patrick made a post on Instagram that says, Celebrating my birthday with local LEO Burgess of the town of Burns, Tennessee Police Department. Thanks, all of you first responders, military, and sheepdogs. Thank you to Carol for taking the photo. And then he's got the proper hashtags. He got hashtag EDCPD. And then he hits, uh, he's got the hashtag talking lead, hashtag streamlight, hashtag buck knives, hashtag fleo bill. And of course, he tags us all as well. So congratulations, Patrick. And uh, I actually met Patrick, first met Patrick uh, a few months back at the Royal Range there in Nashville, Tennessee. He had come out for an event that we were set up at, and he had never heard of Talking Lead before, never listened to the show, met us there, and he's been binge listening ever since, and I think he's pretty much caught up, uh, but had the opportunity to uh, to... To speak with Patrick again, Royal Range had another event this past weekend where they had rugged suppressors out there, and uh, Patrick showed up, hung out, we had a good talk. Patrick is a veteran himself, and Patrick works at the VA. So Patrick is continuing his service by helping his brothers and sisters there at the VA. So Patrick, we appreciate all that you're doing for veterans, and thank you for your service to our country. Congratulations. 
get in touch with me. Shoot me an email, talkinglate at gmail.com. We will make sure that we get this package out to you. And I think what we'll also do, since we've got three more Sheepdog packages to give out, we'll go ahead and send you another one, and you can award that to uh, either Carol for taking the picture uh, or uh, Elio Burgess. Uh, it's your choice. But uh, And I know you will do this. I know you'll take pictures and post those on, on social media when you do that as well. So there you go, guys. We've got two more Sheepdog EDC Pocket Dump Reward packages to give out. Uh, and just a quick reminder, uh, if you're law enforcement, military, fire department, first responder, when you're out in public, just take a picture of you with civilians and then use the hashtag EDCPD, Talking Lead, Streamlight, Buck Knives, Fleoa Bill, and then tag all of us. It's at Talking Lead. It's at Streamlight Inc. It's at Buck Knives. And it's at Fleoa Bill. F-L-E-O-A-B-I-L-L-H. And then who knows what we're going to be giving away next. You know, we've got our 300th episode coming up. So... I can't imagine it's not being something big for that, too. If you guys have some suggestions, maybe, shoot me an email, talkinglet at gmail.com, and put in the subject, TL 300th episode suggestions. Something along those lines. So go and show all our sponsors and friends of the show some love so that maybe we can make that 300th episode even more special. Right on, the official optics of Talking Lead, R-I-T-O-N, optics.com. Check them out. Modern Spartan Systems. Been using Modern Spartan Systems for since before we started this show, and uh, they've been great sponsors. So make sure you go and show them some love. Go get your all your gun cleaning and lubrication products from Modern Spartan Systems. Uh, they've even got that engine additive called the TVT engine oil additive, which I use in all our vehicles and pretty much anything that has an engine here at the lead quarters. ModernSpartanSystems.com. X Steel Targets. X Steel Targets. The best, most affordable AR500 steel targets on the market today are X Steel Targets. Any kind of target that you can think of that you would want, you can find it there at X Steel Targets. And if you don't, then just get in touch with Bud over there and they can custom make an AR500 steel target to fit your needs. Precision shooting, target shooting, plinking, training. You name it, they've got them. Reactive targets, static targets. There's just nothing more satisfying than that big old team. So check them out, xsteeltargets.com. Keltec Weapons, great bunch of guys over there. Very innovative company, Keltec Weapons. Check out their new CP33. That is their 22 long rifle caliber pistol that they've got. It's uh, a 33 plus one round magazine. It's super lightweight. It's less than two pounds, and it shoots It shoots really well. I had a chance to shoot that at SHOT Show. And check out their KS-7 shotgun. That's in, their, uh, that's in the lines of their KSG series. It's a single-barrel KSG, so it's going to be lighter weight. It's going to be more affordable, for one thing, as if the KSG wasn't affordable to begin with. Um, but it's a really smooth shooter. I got to shoot that as well. Check them out, keltechweapons.com. And then, of course, all of their cool gear that they've got and their pistols uh, and their other pistols. They've got the PF9, the P11, the P32, PLR16, PLR22. 
Uh, I've got a PLR. I love the the PLR 16. I've got that. Um, and then, of course, the rifles. I mean, my gosh, the the RDB, the RFB, the SU series they've got, the CMR 30, which is a cool looking 22 WMR rifle. And then, of course, the Sub 2000, one of my favorite all time pistol caliber carbines. You can get that in a 9mm or a 40 weapon lesson. Keltechweapons.com. And then, of course, for your official Talking Lead swag, go to 1776United.com. Guys, they've had some really good deals here lately. They've had some buy one, get one, half off kind of deals. So be checking their site often, and you'll be able to get some really good deals on their T-shirts and hats and mugs, cups, all kinds of things that they've got over there. 1776United.com, where you can get the, the classic Talking Lead T-shirt, and you can get the Lead Head Brigade T-shirts there. And, of course, the Lead Head Brigade patches when they get back in stock. Uh, he promise, promises me that those will be in stock soon. So keep checking back at the website there. And for your drinkware, if you don't have a Talking Letty yet, you need to get your Talking Letty. It is better than a Yeti. Keep your drinks minutes colder than a Yeti, the Talking Letty, the evil black assault mug. Don't be a snowflake. Get your Talking Letty. Go to dip123.com forward slash talking lead to get those. Lots more shows coming, Leadheads, and at a more frequent rate. So, like I said, make sure you're checking your uh, your app that you listen to us from, the website that you listen to us from, whether it's iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, our website, talkingled.com, the Firearms Radio Network. You can download us and listen to us there. Uh, or YouTube. You can go to YouTube and listen to us uh, there as well. Uh, among a bazillion other places. So just go to your favorite podcasting app and we should be there. And make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Be engaging with us because you never know who we're going to pick to win awesome prizes from Talking Lead and Talking Lead Park. Until next time, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer.